Hello, you are listening to, or so they say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. What are you staring at? Maple just came in here and was like, just checking. And (laughs) she slowly came stomping (laughs) and said, okay <laughs> she i don't know she just snuck in here and she's staring quit staring like she did the thing where she takes the t- like the peace sign and goes oh watch me pretty and much then walked away that was like the equivalent of what just happened <laughs> she's just making sure we're doing what we're supposed to be doing yeah mind, we're doing. mind your business <laughs> yeah get out of here Nerd. and what what are we doing exactly uh, well exactly what we're doing right now it's the fifth thursday of the month which we mm-hmm. haven't had a fifth thir- you realize this is only and this is our fifth twin tangent that's what we're doing today folks so since it's the fifth thursday this is a twin tangent where all the random things that we butt off on in episodes we can like gather that all up bottle it up and then let it all go anytime there's a fifth thursday yes which doesn't come around that often obviously no and when we had to take the the break that we took i'm sure we missed at least one probably one yeah so it's been a while since we got to tangent so we have a lot of (sighs) pent-up stuff Mm -hmm. yes we do which we talked about i don't even know how many different things to cover in this tangent and it started to turn into a little bit of like researching it almost like regular episodes but to supposed to be about like light-hearted fun things that we go off and talk about on our own so we're like you know what it's a chance for us to relax in a in a sense (laughs) yeah and we were making it like the usual not that we don't like the usual but it started to feel like work and i'm like i just want to talk about things just whatever and that's why this started so we could do that yeah so this week we're discussing i guess the the best way we can encompass what we're discussing is media that has affected us throughout our life yeah i mean i feel like i've said before i'm nervous that my personality isn't real it's just like 90 percent like movie tv book quotes oh that like i just don't have my own personality i'm just made up of like all of the media i've consumed in my life yikes it's a yeah it makes me a little nervous actually we're part of a weird generation Uh, the millennials are like we've grown up in the internet age and we got to see that really come into the forefront right and whether we like it or not because there are people who like they're like well i it's funny because people who are on the end of it are like i'm kind of a millennial mostly because they don't want to say that they're gen z Mm -hmm. and then people who are at the very beginning refuse to admit that they are millennials they're like i'm in the gen x like the the thing between gen x and millennial Mm -hmm. what is that what is I, I can't remember know. exactly, but like they just refuse to. Millennials, nobody wants to be a millennial because we're the brunt of everyone's hate because everyone, the older people think that millennials are entitled. I was going to say 15 to 20 years old. Oh. And then the younger people think that millennials are in their 40s and 50s. And I'm like, folks, you all have it wrong. Like everybody's blaming everyone on either side of us. We are fortunate or unfortunate enough to be right in the middle like it mm-hmm. really doesn't matter what list you're what kind of time frame you're looking at uh yeah, we were born in 91 yeah we were born in 91 so there's literally no denying yeah what we are and you know what i don't really mind it i don't like being 
the brunt of everyone's hate and frustration because like i remember when the pandemic really started Mm -hmm. and they're like these millennials are still going on out on spring breaks i'm like homie i haven't had a spring break in seven years (laughs) like i don't know who you're talking to but it ain't me i did the mr Krabs. i'm like who like who are you talking to (laughs) not i that part of it sucks but i feel like otherwise we did we grew up in a really interesting everybody has interesting like i mean if you consider school shootings and stuff interesting whatever Hmm. we're not i said we wouldn't get political and we're not going to each millennium oh and this one was hard to not get political you guys yo there's just a lot going on going on and you all make your own choice you have the decision to choose how you feel about this situation and that's all i'm gonna say mm-hmm. about that it's nice to have choices isn't it anyway we're Back not I, pro- media. <laughs> I swear we're not we're not going to i want to very badly but we're not going to um yeah. oh poop i don't even know what i was saying <laughs> we grew up in an interesting oh yeah time. every generation obviously has something that is definitive to them and something that's interesting like turn of the century kind of well no we were really the turn of the century obvious like technically speaking yes like everyone has their things Mm -hmm. we we remember the time before like computers were really household yes they weren't in your hands could you have them percent of the time yes but like not 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 unless you were well off kind of thing or like above yeah upper class middle upper class like i don't really think we, we had a single computer that a fam our family of six shared and we really didn't spend a ton of time on it no like i remember more riding our bikes around and walking around the neighborhood and Playing going baseball and football and yeah and the lot out back and going like going out and doing things like the computer and tv and things like that were not our main priority that's what we did after we did everything else and we're like well i guess i'll play mahjong yeah, oh my <laughs> solitaire <laughs> but like we were right when technology started to become household staples but they weren't staples to us yet mm-hmm. so like we really did get a little bit of everything yeah well and i think us specifically me and you our family yes we even had it more i don't know i guess more exposed to media like that uh as far as games and movies true true. because our mother actually worked not for one but for two different video yeah she managed these video stores so like regularly we were getting like new releases and Mm -hmm. games and renting you know off the wall movies and yeah and we would get to watch stuff that just we ran out of things to watch and we're like oh we saw this really cute movie called watership Watership down Down. thank you (laughs) that is still to this day in family videos that exist in the kids section oh my god you guys that's and here we go now we'll just so this is our jumping off point we didn't plan this one yeah if you haven't caught i think we said it at the beginning but like this is the point of the tangent episodes they go wherever they want but -hmm. this episode this tangent is about media and -hmm. that's why i started talking about technology and stuff like other there are other forms of media which we will talk about i say meat that's we said i said it's media but i don't really know how to these are like movies and books and tv shows and video games games and anything you absorb in your surroundings that has affected you Mm -hmm. 
that's so. what we're focusing on today so yeah so we'll go ahead and save right now this thing is going to be full of spoilers if you've never oh gosh if you read hear- watched played these things whatever we were if we say we're gonna talk about spongebob we're not but like if you've never seen spongebob just skip ahead a little like we're gonna spoil whatever we talk about i feel like it's gonna be hard to not spoil whatever we talk about my child screaming in the background that's the guest speaker today that's man she just keeps eating and eating i don't know she's she's a monster you know there's a shortage calm down i know oh my god i don't even want to talk about it dude the First of all, you can only buy so much, and then they're price gouging like no tomorrow. It can cost you 20, 30 bucks to buy a container of formula. I it's just, super fun. I love it here. The kind that we buy, I think it's like 16 or $17, but it doesn't even last a week. So really? essentially, like I'm the spending little, the little things that you those been, bottles, yeah, yeah, the six pack. Um, it doesn't last a week. So yes <sighs> wonderful uh but uh, yeah to bring it full circle when you, like it's hard to say media i was saying we grew up in that generation because like we absorbed so much whether mm-hmm. it be books we we could geez we could touch on board games and you know darn what we would talk about clue oh, <laughs> in all course. forms uh books movies tv shows video games board ga- like literally we got a little bit of all of it so mm-hmm. which is good i feel like I, I don't Not know the kids if it's don't read books anymore. That sounds bad. They do. Do they? Yeah. I, book talk wouldn't be a thing if they didn't. I guess. I guess. I just feel like, I don't know. We just, this is, now I'm going to sound super old. I'm going to be know, that person. I always That we just grew up around. in a different time, but yeah. every generation can say that. I grew up in a different time. You don't understand. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Well, mm. anyway, <laughs> we bring up Watership Down. And uh, if you've never heard of this book movie, uh, God, it's um, not a children's movie. Watership Down? Yes. No. That was when my mom, when our mom worked at the video store, she brought it home because it had bunny rabbits on it and it's animated and it's like, well, that looks like a kid's movie. It's yeah, not. Which it was a book before. It's, it, I mean, it, it was a book, book before yeah. the movie. We did not read that book. None of us had read that book, so none of us could have been prepared No, for um, what we saw. Mm-mm, mm-mm, that one was not... Oh, that was scarring, is what that was. We didn't plan to talk about this one, no. but Watership Down, if you've never seen it, I guess Megan's going to look up the synopsis because truthfully... Oh, I can. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to. But I was just going to say that's kind of the the premise, what we've decided to focus on are things that have impacted or left a scar on us. <laughs> Mostly scars, yeah. And that's one of them. But yeah, I'll look up the synopsis really quick and see what, but like, what when, it says. While she's looking up the synopsis, mind you, this this animated movie about rabbits has fields running with blood one rabbit ripping out another rabbit's jugular one rabbit getting caught in barbed wire and bleeding out like this one tripping on acid and that's kind of not a joke no so wikipedia says the synopsis is evoking epic themes the novel follows the rabbits as they escape the destruction of their warren and seek a place to establish a new home the hill of watership down encountering perils and temptations along the way yeah that's a very uh very quick (laughs) synopsis and it does not give you an idea of how awful it is yeah 
I mean, why does that rabbit cease? Like, does he get into some kind of toxins or like what was going on? Um, someone's upset. Gotta get that diaper changed. I know, <laughs> poor baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'll sit here, I'll let it happen, but she's being, she's in good hands, folks. I was trying to find what's wrong with the that rabbit, and I can't. I don't. I know, all of a sudden, I know, like it all kind of starts because he comes running back to everyone, and he's like, "I've seen it. I've seen the fields run with blood." Like, yeah, this one says Hazel's group of rabbits leave the deadly Warren and makes a new home on Watership Down, which doesn't have a lot of water and isn't a ship. Yeah, <laughs> a good description. Good job. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. That one rabbit, he has like a, I don't know if it's some type of mental Was he like disorder. tested on? He had, yeah. I was going to say, it's not that him. deep, but we're talking like baddie, like Fern Gully, which is another, a whole other movie we could talk about. Uh, yeah. Fern Gully um, is very, y'all should have watched Fern Gully when you were kids or now, and we wouldn't be in the mess that we're in. Dang. It says he's the runt the the one that has the uh, visions the visions if you will he's the runt and ew, i forgot about him oh my god what one general wound wound which is an awful freak oh remember that yeah, yeah. terrifying terrifying who decided what a cute he's rabbit. the main antagonist of the watership down the film television series and all uh all the adaptions isn't he's, like a rival rabbit group or he's something the chief rabbit of ephrafa okay lord i don't know man that shh, watership down <laughs> that was an one. impromptu we did not plan on talking about that one but <laughs> good god i feel but also like, fern gully Go watch Fern Gully. It's almost too late to fix it now, but go watch Fern Gully. Uh-huh. Yay! Oh, Lord. Existentialism. I know. <laughs> Can't you feel their pain? You I, douchebags. Why? You you said that. You started to say it. And I was like, can you feel the, the love, love tonight? tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this is a way to get all... I, this is exactly what this is for to get all of these tangents out we are so full of quotes and stuff that's <sighs> i told you i don't have a real personality it's really scary oh my Kay. god well one of the reasons i actually wanted to talk i personally wanted to cover this topic is now that uh i've had a lot of alone time at home right i um, guess this is why we decided on this <laughs> idea for the episode I've been binging a lot of documentaries and miniseries, and I've started to read again where I can because my child has needs and I don't get a lot of quiet time. But when I do, I try to relax, and that's one of my <laughs> relaxing things is reading books. Right. Now, this movie, we actually we saw it several years ago we were very young probably shouldn't have watched this movie yeah but it was like playing on the tv at our grandma's house it's kind of like when i woke up in the middle of the night and witchboard was on i will never forgive oh my god never forgive never forget that happened to us when we woke in bill night and it was playing the original it yes god jeez because wasn't it when they were at the sewer the entrance of the sewers that's kind of when we woke yeah yeah i don't no thank you anyway i've grown to appreciate horror now i was gonna say if we want to talk about media 
it is one that Mm. Oh mm. yes, yeah. Problematic. Sorry, sorry. Stephen King admits that he admits, he admits it, but he... like it wasn't even cool then. No, it it wasn't. But he said, "Oh, whoops, a daisy." I guess I just I didn't think about. You didn't think you could have stopped there. Mm. Well, you if know. you want to know why it's problematic, you can look that one up on your own. It's not good. No, it's not, and it's not in the movies. Not the most Thankfully, problematic part. God. There's still some pretty like e things in the the movies. And the miniseries or the TV series, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, if you don't know why it is problematic, it is the book. Look it up and then be upset yourself. Yeah. But we're that's not, not what I'm talking about. I was going to say, we're not canceling. I'm sorry. What I'm talking about is a book and a movie called Flowers in the Attic. Which for zero reason at all, <laughs> I always mixed up with Flowers for Algernon. <laughs> Because there's just flowers. They both have flowers. Yeah. No, I've started reading the book. I had saw I saw the movie at my grandma's house and uh, was probably way too young to watch it. And it just played because I don't know if she didn't realize wasn't what was it playing. Wasn't even the movie from the seventies? Yeah. I uh, now I'm trying to think if it was the book or the movie, but let me see. It was either seventies or eighties. Yeah. Seventy six. Maybe that's when the i don't know sorry sorry i put you on the spot like that now you got me looking stuff up you don't have your book on you you don't just whip it out and be like look what i'm reading 87 is when the movie came out the movie okay yeah 1987 so the book is in the 70s i do i can tell you that for sure they definitely made it is it set in the 70s because they made that thing look old i would have never guessed 87 yeah i believe it's set in the 70s now you're gonna have me look that up too no don't um Flowers in the Attic, 1979 is when it was written, so it's probably whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The book is by V.C. Andrews, or Virginia Andrews is what's on my book. Mm -hmm. And here's, I looked up a quick description of the book. And it says, Flowers in the Attic weaves the twisted story of the Dollinganger kids who, after the unexpected death of their father, are asked by their mother, Corinne, to stay hidden in the attic of their wealthy grandparents' mansion so she can reclaim the family fortune. So the kids have, like, a nasty last name, first of all. I can barely... Yeah. Well, it, that's, like, they, doppelganger. Uh, they bring it up in the book, too. They're like, our last name's so hard to say. Yeah, and well, yeah. Dollinganger kids, Thanks, Virginia. Whatever. Anyway, Virginia, there's, if you've ever read a V.C. Andrews book, <laughs> she has a theme. A fetish. That she likes to play off of. And we'll just uh, say now that there is, this is your overarching trigger warning for this entire episode if we haven't already said this. Trigger slash, I think we already said spoilers. Like if we're going to talk, whatever we're going to talk about. We have to talk about the plot. Sorry. Yeah. And the reason why we're talking about the, the things we're talking about in this episode is because they did do something to us in some way, which is why we're covering it. Yes. So there's probably also a trigger warning. But anyway, V.C. Andrews has a weird obsession with fetish. A fetish? Okay. I keep saying because it's just weird. It's weird. Isn't it like in multiple books? Yes. Uh, incest. And twin incest. Which makes me uncomfy. As as a twin, 
we don't like i know <laughs> like i low-key was thinking if i write the description for this i don't want to put like trigger warning incest in the description because everyone will be like whoa what? i know <laughs> we went on a tangent about you know what oh lord no no <laughs> it's this book is really weird i mean it immediately starts off with the grandparents hate the the daughter they're very mean to her well the grandmother you don't really see the grandfather right away her parents if you will yeah but her kids it's their grandparents she's just immediately like don't try to get my love or your grandfather's love because you can't have it because you're not wholesome and you're like what the heck does that mean and you the grandmother just lays on really thick that the girls and the boys cannot talk to you like well not talk to each other but they can't be together like they can't sleep in the same bed together they can't go into the bathroom at the same time so the twins there's four kids Mm -hmm. the uh, oldest is christopher then kathy is the next youngest and then there's a set of twins Mm -hmm. Corey and uh carrie and i i don't like when people do that with twin names Corey and carrie and well Corey, carrie kathy christopher and their mother corinne Mm-hmm. Oh, and the dad's name was Christopher because Chris is named after. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I I have a friend who the family, the whole family's names start with N, uh-huh. except for except for the dad. Oh, <laughs> it starts with a G. I'm like, that seems odd, but okay. Well, whoops. I yeah. you know what? No, because I don't I don't like that. That's a lot of just going you get the right name. But the kids, since there's two boys and two girls, even the twins being four years old, they're like, you can't bathe them together. You can't even walk around your nightgown or your night clothes. You have to wear a robe and don't look me in the eye. And she had like a list of 20 rules that they don't cover in the movie, but in the book, they read them all out. And it's like, Jesus Christ, (laughs) like, what the heck? Right. I feel like it's very... (sighs) ominous and mysterious like she's laying on really thick like whatever's Mm -hmm. gonna happen from the very beginning basically like the person who's just like oh this crazy thing happened to me okay uh, what happened to you oh i'm glad you asked okay so like that's how i feel like virginia writes grandma already throws it out there really quick when they first get to their house and she says to the corinne says to her mother like you're being awfully strict with the kids about not being able to sleep in the same bed like the twins want to be near each other right and she goes well we thought we could trust you and your uncle-in-law but look what happened and i said what like this isn't like the first 30 pages like what the right heck is we're really on? really coming out fast with this one yeah so this whole thing i feel like first of all there's twins in it i feel like that's why it kind of really got to us Mm -hmm. and something happens to one of the twins about halfway through the movie and i haven't actually finished the book you don't remember with the cookies or the donuts donuts whatever donuts i thought that was like towards the end yeah i get it was close to the end but no i haven't read the whole book i heard the book is much worse than the movie hence why i'm reading the book good great because the movie was awful like i don't even know why it stuck with me because it was so ridiculous and covering such a taboo thing mm-hmm. that like nobody really talks about. Yeah. So basically we're made to believe that the Corinne, your mother, the mother of the whatever this book movie mm-hmm. and her husband were incestuous. And then the kids go on to have 
incestuous relations. And I don't know if they would have if the grandma wouldn't have laid it on so freaking thick. Laid it on thick and just sequestered them like you all stay here by your lonesome. In this single room. Yeah, and make it work. And don't they like turn into essentially a little family? In the book, they immediately do like a mom make pretend so because the twins are just so like immediately over it they're four years old they want to go outside and so they said okay let's play let's play pretend i'm the mom he's the dad and you will do what we say and then it turns out they end up having to do what they say for like a year (laughs) well they were told the mom's like well only be a couple of days and i'll be back in my dad's good graces it's not a couple of days y'all it is a year like long enough that it becomes I keep wanting to say, like, if you don't want to hear that, too late. Like, you're yeah. here. We warned you. It's absolutely traumatizing. The mom just straight up, like, forgets she has doesn't, children. Doesn't she essentially just get gaslit by her mother so much that when the kids finally emerge from the attic, she's the like, mom's like, who kids. are you? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't have kids. Who are you? Pretty much. Yeah. How? I don't know how old we were when we saw this movie. But That's the part that messed me up. They come down, they are haggard and ragged, and they've been living in an attic for a year uh-huh. incestuously. And don't they come down during a party? They come down during her wedding. Oh, yeah. To her new husband. Who yes. is probably not her uncle or brother or whatever, <laughs> yeah. hopefully. Um, but yeah, they just come down and she's like, who are these kids? Mm-hmm. Like, who are you? Where'd you come from? Yeah. And just 100% believes she's never had children. Like, that's the Mm-mm. part, that whole part in the movie, a.k.a. the very end of the movie, yeah. like, is what messed me up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely well, I mean, like, all of it did, truthfully. <laughs> and the book is written from Kathy's point of view, uh, the oldest girl. Yeah. And... I don't know. To me, I'm like, wow, your mom seems really cold from the gate anyway after your dad dies. But she's writing it as an adult looking back on what happened to her as a kid. Mm -hmm. So it would be as a writer. I think V.C. Andrews did a good job of portraying that realistically, because if she looked back on it and was like, my mom was a wonderful person and said this all the way up until she realized her mom was not a wonderful person. Right. Well, I mean, she's starting writing this story from the point of my mother refuses to acknowledge that I'm even her child. So to write it with all this malice after their dad died is because at this point they're like, Oh, our mother still loves us and she's going to save us and she's going to get us this fortune. I think she did a good job of writing it. Like, no let's be realistic i can't even say good things about my mom now even when i did love her (laughs) right uh very messed up movie i'll let you know how the book goes when i finish it Um, yeah so if you want something like i'm about a quarter of the way through already so (laughs) i just started it the other day but again i can only read it during nap time (laughs) time. but yeah that's um check that out if you just (laughs) since we've piqued your interest if you're interested in that sort of thing no it's not even the incest thing that's obviously not what it's just because it is so traumatizing if you all read horror books or watch horror movies why do you keep watching it not because you like it because of you know that but Mm -hmm. it piques your interest you know that almost makes me this is a tangent episode it makes me want to butt off to 
something that we didn't put on our list of potential things to talk about Mm -hmm. because of the whole like taboo why do you keep watching things that are so horrible like whatever you're obviously not like oh i like incest oh i like murder you're just it's just like we're weirdly curious as human beings like morbidly curious but speaking of like like i feel like flowers in the attic isn't written necessarily for like shock (laughs) well maybe the whole book is just shock value i don't know (laughs) But uh, my small tangent of, off of our tangent is I don't like movies that have moments f- solely for, for the purpose of shock value. And I feel like, do you know what movie I'm about to say? There's so mm-hmm. many that do it. So maybe it's kind of hard to say. But you just I think we're both in agreement that like it's really annoying when movies do the entirety of Human Centipede. I've essentially, never, <laughs> essentially essentially i've never seen it but that the reason i haven't seen it is because it just all of it sounds horrendous as someone mm-hmm. who loves horror movies and those type of things i'm not even i'm not going to waste my time watching that sorry no i've never seen it there is a movie that it sucks because i th- i feel like i like it it's hard to say that you like scary movies sometimes because yeah. it's like oh where they like murder and do awful things to me i'm like yeah that Mm -hmm. one Uh, but this one i liked until i didn't like it and i have you ever watched don't breathe oh god yes yes once and only once yes because because there is a statement from the director from the writer whoever so i i know you can't use those interchangeably Mm -hmm. but let's just say the director because i mean it's his directorial you know mm-hmm. vision where he the, the whole point of don't breathe is there are these kids they steal stuff from people they're they mm-hmm. just constantly stealing things from like affluent families that are away uh-huh. there's a guy who they think have it, it's you know rumored that he has this fortune that he's hiding mm-hmm. in his house and he happens to be blind and they're like oh easy like we'll just steal from a blind guy how's he ever gonna know Little do they know this blind guy is, like, ex-Marine super spot. Like, mm-hmm. he has his whole house rigged to wreck anyone who shows up. Well, Uninvited. not even rigged. <laughs> not even rigged, but, like, he has anything at the ready to stop anyone who wants to take his, quote-unquote, fortune from him. He is uh-huh. very protective. There is something in his house he's protecting. But it's... <clears throat> Do I? I mean, I feel like I have to spoil it. I almost don't want to say what it is, though, because it's gross. Yeah. Uh, I uh, mean, you, you can just give a general. There is. A... Here's the spoiler for Don't Breathe. Jump forward probably three minutes if you don't want to know. <laughs> if you want to watch it and get mad yourself, jump forward about three minutes, and I will try to do this in under three minutes. It probably won't even take that long. No. He he had a daughter. Mm-hmm. who was killed in a car accident. No, he had a wife? A woman in his life, I don't know. A woman know. <laughs> in his life. Chi- I think it was his daughter, was killed in a car accident. But it was just, it was a freak accident. Like, it was not a freak accident. It was just an accident. Yeah. Just a general car accident. His daughter happened to die. He kidnaps the woman who caused the crash that killed his daughter and traps her in his basement, keeps her locked up, tied up, and he is torturing her to pay back for what he did what she did to his daughter right and the ultimate disgusting thing that the director was like there are plenty of like you know 
uh, memorable, high, highly acclaimed movies that have these shock value moments. And I wanted one of those shock value moments. Well, you know what? You did it wrong. Yeah. You did it wrong and you lost me. Because what he's done is not only is he torturing this woman, but he wants to force her to give him back the child that she took from him, a.k.a. bear his child. Well, she's not going to willingly say, "Okay, I'll have your child. Right. So he is uh, artificially inseminating her in the basement with his DNA DNA sperm. Yeah. So it's disgusting when you... (laughs) You just about see it happen, and I've never been so mad at a movie in my life. Yeah. But then it gets even worse (laughs) somehow. Well, it gets worse slash it's like, you deserved that kind of thing. To him or to her? To him. Okay. To him. No, luckily, it does not... Well, the gross thing is, is you're led to believe this this has been going on. Mm -hmm. No, it is going on because she ends up being pregnant and losing that baby. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... It's a whole hot, nasty mess. See, I kind of blacked out everything after that point. I remember that happening, and then I can't tell you how it ends because... Yeah, no, she is pregnant with child, but in the midst of all the... Like, going on them trying to escape, she she gets hit and loses the child. And then he freaks out and tries to do it again. Oh, God. It is disgusting. And, like, I like shock value things, but that is one that movie has stuck with me for all the wrong reasons and the like i said the quote from the director was no better he's like well all the biggest movies have shock value moments and that was mine right okay no No. absolutely not the moment you feel like you know what's been happening to this woman the whole time and then literally as he's reaching into a mini fridge you start to realize what's actually going on and it like it's making it's giving me goosebumps. It makes me so angry. Uh huh. I think I got it under three minutes. I think that was under three minutes. <gasps> yeah. So we'll cut off there for if you've skipped ahead. Hi. It's hey, over. welcome back. <laughs> that was my tangent about don't breathe. If you want to get really angry, watch it. It's a one and done for me. Now, if you want a, a different version of shock value that for some reason we enjoy, I again, it's one of those things we don't watch it because we like to see these things, but it's just something about it you keep coming back to. I feel like a movie that's nothing but shock value is. <laughs> Are you going to jump to the lighthearted one? Kind no. of. Oh. Uh, Repo. That's lighthearted. Oh. <laughs> is it not? <laughs> I would not call that In my mind, I'm like, let's talk about something a little bit lighter, like Repo. <laughs> repo the genetic opera mm-hmm. now you're asking <laughs> if you're this is for a very niche group of people i yeah, think i hope you're if you're listening to us there's a 50 50 chance you're in that group possibly now repo is i'll i'll go ahead and read the synopsis of this one too it is a musical <laughs> oh god that's guys i did say i'm not gonna talk about I will try very hard to not talk about musicals in this tangent because I'm telling you now I could have a whole show where I talk about musicals. Oh, and I we could just do a tangent on musicals. Oh, God. Because <sighs> you talked about like things that affected us and I'm like, oh, here, let me count the ways. <laughs> Fun home. What? Mm. Oh, God. So anyway. here, here's the film synopsis of Repo, the genetic opera. 
In the mid-21st century, an epidemic of organ failures leads to the rise of GeneCo, a company providing transplants at a great price. Those who miss their payments become targets of GeneCo mercenaries who repossess the organs. In a world of drug addiction and legalized murder, a sheltered youth seeks a cure for her rare disease as well as information about her family's mysterious history. Her questions are answered at the Genetic Opera. That's a lot to take in, folks. There's a ton there. So, yeah, you heard that right. That is legalized murder and people getting organs at wonderful prices. Discounted prices, but just like the capitalist society that we are, if you miss your payments, you get a repossession. And a line straight from one of the songs is, he'll rip the still beating, oh, like something about if you miss... If you don't pay off your debts, he'll rip the still beating heart from your chest. Mm-hmm. So they will take them as they are. So is there lots of blood and guts and singing? Yes. I love singing. <laughs> Woo. There's a lot of good songs in there. First and of all, the cast. I was going to say, first of all, yes, absolutely. You've got Alexa Vega, mm-hmm. the spy kid. I'm sorry. She'll always be the spy kid. <sighs> Which to me. there's a moment. There's a song she sings that I kind of hate, but it's. I start to 17. hate it. Yes. 17. See? Oh my God. Mama drama's got to go. It's such a stupid song, but like the more I see this movie, which like, I'm not joking, but it's, it's probably been like 20 times. 16. Shut up. God. Anyway, it's not as bad sometimes. Uh, the big one, the big hitter that like me and Maddie just recently started watching an old TV show and she's like, hey, is uh paris hilton no not paris hilton oh i was like what are you talking i was still talking about the cast well we've been watching buffy the vampire slayer so who else is in there anthony stewart head oh of course duh duh giles that is in buffy the vampire slayer is alexa vega's dad and repo and repo well i thought the big one would be paris hilton you've got paris hilton's in there yeah horror musical dramedy i don't even know if you could call i'm not sure what it's categorized as but paris hilton who is addicted to getting plastic surgery Mm -hmm. i mean because her father is the head he's the he's the creator of gene co yep so she can get body parts and surgeries whenever she wants and her and her two brothers disgusting god (laughs) you want to talk about incestuous what in the world jesus it's not outright but i'm telling you if it didn't happen behind in in this fake universe mm -mm, no way something's going on it's uh one of the lines you and my sister should oh what yeah yeah he says it it's a good movie (laughs) trust (laughs) us after we've said all this it's so good to me it's so hearted because it's so over the top yes the music is good (laughs) honestly moving i i thoroughly enjoy it i feel like the whole thing and that's why i say the whole thing is a shock value because it's it's also produced in a comic strip style yeah think of like sin city not sin city what is that old oh poop you do you know what i'm talking about yeah, I don't, I can't think of it. But you do get uh, parts of animation where it turns into a comic strip and then flips back to normal, whatever, I, real people, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I 
I don't know. I would recommend that one. Yeah, I think you were saying the whole thing is shock value because it normalizes something so ridiculous. Like, Mm -hmm. it's we're sitting here saying you can buy body parts and they'd be repossessed from you. But truthfully, are we that far away from a future like that? Are people addicted to drugs and is murder illegal? I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to get political. It depends on who you are. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Anyway. uh, I just... It's not, I mean, yes, there's a lot of blood and gore, but it's comical. comical yeah. Very much so. Yeah. 10 out of 10. We watched it for one of our birthday parties was just watching Repo. Oh, we sure did. And I feel like it was the wrong group of friends to try that on. I mean, I don't know if they dis... Most people who say like if we've made them watch that they're like oh kelsey made me watch repo or you it's usually repo or grave encounters that i subject people to mm-hmm. can't help it now the movie this the genetic opera came out in 2008 but i can't help but wonder in 2000 uh yeah 2010 a serious movie uh, a drama came out called repo men yes and i actually watched that okay i never did i always came across it the same concept here it's in the future medical technology has advanced to the point where people can buy artificial organs to extend their lives but if they default on payments an organization known as the union sends agents to repossess organs that's the same exact it is concept. the same thing without the singing and more serious and without the child with a blood disease a di- well i don't know if there's a child with a disease i can't remember but i remember seeing that movie and i was like what i never did watch it i did watch it. i only watched it the one time but it's the same thing but serious dark oh yeah so if you don't like musicals i guess you could watch repo men but what it's got fun Jude would that Law. be uh, <laughs> see i don't know repo genetic opera not repo men Mm-hmm. has like a weird cult following now akin to rocky horror picture show where they mm-hmm. do like live showings of repo <laughs> yeah i hope people aren't throwing plastic spines around they might be i don't know possibly it's actually when i was reading about the genetic opera it says it's a movie based off the musical of the same name the musical was written in 2002 they were on to something they were Ahead on to of something. their time yeah it's kind of yeah. like Sweeney Todd, though. They went all Kate Bush, Michael J. Fox on us. Your kids are going to love <laughs> Your it. Your kids are going to love this. <laughs> but it uh, it makes me think of, um, heck, why did I say Sweeney Todd? Yeah. Which, because Sweeney Todd is also a little over the top as far as the gore and stuff goes. Mm-hmm. So. And I don't even know when Sweeney Todd was actually written. Oh, the musical? Yeah. Oh, God uh i'm not even gonna guess i don't know i want to guess like 80s or 90s but i could be very wrong it just like don't it's i in i'm your over here like face. i love musicals don't know when it was written yeah no idea but still love it no it's just in your face um gory yeah. i guess it's not implied gore it's like straight up Sweeney Todd. The Sweeney Todd is the I Sweeney really put. Todd. my god stop <laughs> and you're looking for the broadway musical the demon barber of fleet street yeah uh, wow opened on broadway in 1979 i was darn close okay i said 80s or 90s which obviously two decades gives me the right to say mm-hmm. i was close i just feel like that's really 
progressive for the time, I would think. It's interesting for the time. <laughs> yeah, at, at the very least interesting. Um, so are you going to talk about next what I think you're going to talk about next? Beep, beep, beep. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> oh, you can take us there because you had some interesting information that I yeah. didn't know. So this one, we jokingly... Not all of these now were going to be... I would call lighthearted until <laughs> I, was... I learned the truth. Not repo. This didn't start out as things that just scarred us. It was just things that affected us in some way. Mm-hmm. In this movie, it's a movie that we've watched a million times over and over since we were little. And it's it was just a nice, fun movie that gets pretty slow at a point. Uh, thanks, yes. Joyce. But <laughs> not Joyce Byers. <laughs> uh, don't... I... Uh, gosh, I'm not... I haven't watched season four yet. I don't... Of Stranger Things, yeah, we are... No, we've restarted it to catch up, but I've desperately been trying to not comb through social media, because I've already seen things on... So, like, I'm like, well, I don't even know that person, but there goes that, I guess. Like, <laughs> I yeah, already... Yeah, they're hinting at, like, big, big names disappearing. Yeah. I'm like, no, ma'am. <laughs> and all of my coworkers are obsessed with Stranger Things. And they're like, have you seen it yet? I'm like, no. So shut your lips. I tried to watch it. I swear, y'all, I love my child, but it's so hard to <laughs> watch stuff. Uh, she just needs a lot of attention. I mean, she is an infant. <laughs> so I suppose. I guess she's a I little guess. needy. Whatever. She can't <sighs> quite take care of herself yet. Use a grippers. Grab your own bottle. Dang it. <laughs> anyway, anyway. We're not, not talking about that. Yeah. Not Joyce Byers, but Joyce the cat from the movie Milo and Otis. Now, we're like, oh, it just impacted us. It stuck with us for some reason because it was this nice, lighthearted movie. Megan, I met you didn't know, and I didn't realize you didn't know. Well, let's... Let's go ahead and say what Milo and Otis is about for those who may not know or can't remember off the top of their head. Yeah. I've got it somewhere here. Which you did also tell me something about it that I didn't know, which is where it was originally made. It just seems like this silly little like, you know, podunk American West yeah i don't know how to explain it yeah well no it is not yeah uh, it's actually originally a japanese movie mm-hmm. when it, it looks says, like it's shot in kentucky or wisconsin here is a quick description synopsis of the movie it came out in 1986 first of all okay. in america the story of two animals and their adventures milo the cat and otis the dog are two animals who grew up together on the same farm One day, the two are separated and begin a journey to find each other. The adventurous and often perilous quest finds the two animals traveling across mountains, plains, and snow-covered lands, searching for one another. Seems very cute and lighthearted. You have this little orange tabby cat. And And a pug. And a pug dog. And there's a (laughs) song about him, too. Oh, my gosh. His his pug, like, his his hype-up song. (laughs) Yeah. It's so cute. Okay, the movie's not cute anymore. I've come to find out. Stop. So I know the, the Japanese version. They they get lost from their Japanese farm. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> That's but, the uh, difference. Yeah, they just re you know released it in America with an American narrating instead of yeah, and cut fifteen minutes. But I don't know. I what those... know. I bet I know what happened in those fifteen minutes. Not really. There's like oops, oops. Oh, oh my god. Stop. Yeah. Which I'm going to tell you what the oops is. Megan did not know. 
And I semi recently, I don't, it's been a couple years now since I figured out. Well, let us say these are real animals being used in this movie. Oh, okay. This is not it's a cartoon. It's not animated. It, they are real animals. They're not meant to be looking like they're talking. It's just like somebody, it's kind of like how you talk for your animals. Like, how'd your day go? And then your mm-hmm. cat talks back to you. Kind of like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> including all the farm animals, the ducks, the cows, the goats, they all talk. <laughs> Uh, or it's just one person narrating for all of them in different voices oh, too. Yes. So. <laughs> well, it's like the live action Charlotte's Web. They're not actually talking, but so if you've ever seen that same concept, I feel like that's more uh, recognizable than Milo and Otis. Maybe I actually haven't seen the real or the live action Charlotte's Web. Really? I know I'm a mess, but anyway, without further ado, the awful thing about this. So it says there's like sometimes perilous. Uh, times for them trying to reconnect trying to find each other Mm -hmm. they were in fact very perilous because there is a scene specifically where milo it's actually at the very beginning where they get separated because milo does what a cat does and he finds a box he's like i'm gonna get in this box but the box is at the edge of a river Mm-hmm. And he's hiding in the box and out from the river, the woods by the river comes a black bear because why not? <laughs> and the black bear is trying to get Milo. He's like, oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. And the box ends up going into the river. He he gets away from the bear safely. I guess you could say he gets away safely. But then <sighs> he goes down this kind of treacherous river where it eventually calms down and he's just floating in a box. But that's OK, because along the way, trying to film that scene they went through multiple cats My God. like they went through a lot of animals to film this movie it is anything but light-hearted they're like <laughs> they, what is it the american association for what aspca is that what the animal people are they they weren't present here they weren't contacted. They did not know this was happening because I don't know the exact number, but my gut is telling me they went through like five or six cats to film this movie, mostly <sighs> in the river scene. That oh my god! I did wanted you look, to look it, up? it up just to see. Uh-huh, no, nope, uh, it happened uh, during the filming. There was a boycott called from Australian animal rights organizations. Uh, The Sunday Mail reported at the time that Animal Liberation Queensland founder Jackie Kent alleged the killing of more than 20 kittens during production and added that she was disturbed by reports from Europe, which alleged that other animals had been injured, as in one case where a producer had allegedly broken a cat's paw to make it appear unsteady on its feet. Purposefully broke its paw. Yeah, I'm sorry to have done oh, this to you. There it is, the bear. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, they talk about the deleted scene. Other scenes that were <laughs> You're the very source excited of- about this. The other scenes that were a source of controversy were a scene was a scene of a cat falling off a cliff and trying to climb back up. Mm-hmm. A scene of a pug fighting a bear. Oh, all of which were deleted from the American version. Hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't remember the cliff thing, no. and I remember Milo fighting the bear, but not, not the pug. Not the pug. Yeah. Uh, yikes! Goodness sake. Over twenty. Yeah, so here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I loved that movie as a kid, even as slow going as it is. Mm-hmm. I have watched it a lot in my adult years until I learned that little tidbit of information. And I hate it. I have this on DVD and I'm like, I gave money to these people. Uh-huh. 
I just don't, I don't mm. know how to grapple with the guilt <laughs> at me. I'm so sad about it. As you it. know, a consumer of this, of this media feels, I'm a nobody. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but like my, my little drop in the bucket just helped all these 20 cats die. <laughs> I don't God. <laughs> devastating <laughs> see uh, even on the start it seemed like a cute movie it ain't, it's not we, cute we anymore. brought it up genuinely to say like it stuck with us because it's a cute movie no, no <laughs> absolutely not it's scar everything is scar the 90s were a very different time okay that's all I have about Milo and Otis. Oh my God. Well, it wasn't the 90s. That came out in the 80s, but we, of course, didn't well, yeah, see well, it. Yeah, we had to have watched it in the, the 90s. 90s. Well, uh, I, know, we I had feel like there's nowhere other... else to go with that. That's just how it is. We had a couple other shows that we said we wouldn't talk about. I don't know if we want to end. We'll talk about. Okay. I feel like we're going to really rant on this one. Um, okay. There was a Netflix mini series that came out oh god let me put my phone down <laughs> that we ended up watching no pun intended I, I watched it first and i was telling you about i was like man i don't it had a really deep message that i didn't intend i well it was intended on their part but i was like wow you didn't anticipate yes uh i told you go ahead and check it out now if you guys are a fan of the haunting of hill house or the haunting of Bly Manor, which go ahead and reach out to us and tell us which one was your favorite, because there are some mixed reviews in this family, and oh, I don't like Lord. it. I don't like it, Megan. Which one was your favorite? Say I it. prefer the haunting of Hill House. And wouldn't you know it? Is it spoilers? That's what this A whole episode bit, is. Yeah. The gays of this house preferred Bly Manor. I don't dislike Bly Manor. I just like the Haunting of Hill House. Better. I don't know. Bly Manor, I watched start to finish, no problem. I was very invested. Hill House, I had to restart thrice, three times. And really? honestly, it's because I kept going through, you know, like life crises every time i tried to as start it as you do as we do and i just got too sad to finish so i did finally finish it and i it's not that hill house is bad but truthfully like i find the majority of the characters not likable oh gosh okay uh, yeah well you let us know if bly manor or hill house was better well if you didn't know if you didn't pick this up at all the director of those two also directed a third series mm -hmm. called midnight mass yeah this, i don't know what i was expecting when i first started watching it uh i i do have a description i'll go ahead and grab it instead of trying to put it yeah. into my own words i went down a deep rabbit hole <laughs> watching this stupid show and i'll tell you the biggest shock from the whole se season was uh that steve's wife from hill house plays such a a b-word in this whole show i was gonna call her something <laughs> real real mean goodness uh no when i pointed out that it was steve's wife it was like hello steve's wife from hill house haunting of hill house yeah the mom and dad so you're talking about steve the writer steve the author uh -huh. his wife <gasps> oh is douchebag like big old dude. Oh, uh -huh. there it okay. is. There it is. That was the biggest shocker. See, hmm. interesting. interesting, interesting. Here's the premise of this show. 
A young man returns to his isolated hometown on Crockett Island, hoping to rebuild his life after serving four years in prison for killing someone in a drunk driving accident. Uh, incident is what it says, not accident. He arrives at the same time as a mysterious, charismatic young priest who begins to revitalize the town's flagging faith. However, the community's divisions are soon exacerbated by the priest deeds while mysterious events befall the small town. This, okay, on the surface when I first saw it, I was like, oh man, it's like a religious scare or something. Not necessarily, Yes and no. Real quick. Um, Lee Crane. And Bev. <clears throat> Same freaking person. <clears throat> well, there it is. There she is. Gross. Anyway, I thought this show <laughs> would be a religious scare type of thing. Like, ooh, Christianity, which, ooh, Christianity. I, know, <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know what kind of vibes I was getting from it. Yeah, I wasn't expecting... Ghost Whisperer. Is that what that show was called with What's-Her-Face? Oh, I guess. Uh, is that what it was called? Yeah, I mean, there is a show called Ghost Whisperer. But it was, like, high-key religious the whole time? I don't know. I anyway. Don't know. Anyway. anyway. This show, uh, <laughs> what I wasn't expecting was Vampires. Like the scary ones, like 30 Days of Night vampires. Yes, they weren't like, definitely not Twilight. <laughs> they don't sparkle, but more like scarier than bomb, Brom Strokers. Like, is scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. The thing that, okay, it, there was so much adding up that it was scaring me though about religion and vampires so, especially christianity and right. vampires it's sort of reflective of the shows that you had been watching especially the the one with andrew garfield oh uh that was under the banner of heaven right how they're taking the book literally mm -hmm. think of it's it's wild because the stuff that's happening in midnight mass you're like this is insane uh -huh. and then they quote the bible verbatim and they are doing as the bible told them yeah like literally as the bible told them so what here here's the connection that's made if you didn't if you haven't already watched it or if you have watched it but not looked into this this is gonna like blow your mind because it did it definitely like changed the way I think about this, mm -hmm. but when in the Bible, they, they describe angels and I've never read the Bible cover to cover. Yeah. I will admit that. But when you see angels portrayed in churches, they're the white gowns and the halos and the and blonde hair and the blue eyes and, you know, bringing God's word. If a little, you, a little aura about them, a little shine. Uh, or, God, if we talk about cherubs, they're cute little baby angels. No, cherubs are freaking terrifying, and we're not going to no. get into that. Nope, that's a whole different thing. First of all, they're four-faced creatures. They've got. Are four you talking about angels or cherubs? Cherubs. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're look up what a real cherub looks like. They have four faces, L and literally three of the four are animals. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't it? Like jumping it, jumping it on, kind of stepping on your toes, jumping ahead. The the angel that came down to tell them that you know a child was born wasn't oh. it essentially just a bunch of eyeballs? Like I don't want it's, to sound crazy. But. Yeah, if you, it's terrifying. The angel that actually came down to say like Jesus was born, y'all, uh uh, was just like an entity of eyes. Okay, 
when they describe angels in the Bible, they never say how beautiful they are. They say that people are scared to death when they come down. Why would you be scared of a beautiful creature? Think about it. Like this angel came to them and they were frightened. This angel came to them and they hid. Like every time an angel shows up, everyone is like running and hiding. Yes, they're hiding. They're scared. They're visibly shaken, falling to the ground. And you know what? If blonde haired, blue eyed baby Jesus came walking up to me with his halo in his gown, I'd say put more clothes on and I wouldn't be scared. I wouldn't hide. (laughs) Like I'd be in awe. But they literally in the Bible, they're described as being frightened. They're always scared. Why are they scared? Why is that? Now, I don't have anything pulled up here, but while I was reading about Midnight Mass and in the the show itself, when they read from Revelations, I believe. Yep. It talks about (laughs) these angels are actually terrifying creatures. Mm -hmm. And it's in the Bible. This isn't made up. And like you said, under the banner of heaven, it happens to deal with the Mormon church and you just have this fundamentalist sect that takes it literally is doing it by the book quite literally like if they had the eye for an eye thing you best believe they're plucking out your eyeball like they're taking it Mm -hmm. as it's written so that's what midnight mass did it said nope i read this and uh that's a vampire my dude that's what vampires do (laughs) right i before we keep going i was gonna say megan said we could rant on this for a long time and we definitely could just because we have like a long history for some of us more complicated than other history with religion and so we went to church for a long time we were very invested in the church for a long time we've since we haven't gone for a long time what we believe is what we believe whatever but like we've seen both sides i was so deep into church at the time and i'm taking a step back and watching midnight mass and like dang dang and it gave me chills a lot of the episodes gave me chills because where's the lie right i wanted to find the it seems so over the top and improbable and like almost science fiction e yeah because it seems so ridiculous and it's like they're they're literally just showing you what is said in the bible like the more ridiculous the more ridiculous the show gets the more they're just quoting the bible Mm -hmm. i wanted to find the bible verse that's read exactly that describes the angel i don't want to spend too much time looking for it but it does when he reads from the bible the description it's like uh yo (laughs) he's not wrong though (laughs) yeah that's scary yeah midnight mass i let me see what would i I look up like bible verse bible quotes uh i don't know let's see let's see who finds it first far removed from the angels we've seen before mythology midnight mass this reddit theory about the angel is freaky so this is just somebody's oh, little I take on it. Through that. Okay, sorry. Wow. Oh, and each episode is based off a book of the Bible. Book one being Genesis. Haha. And then if we go all the way to the last episode. They went down a rabbit hole too. I'm telling you, if you have a complicated history with religion, you could write a lot about this as well. Here we go. The last book, last book, the last episode is, of course, Revelation. And here's some of the uh, verses that are read. This is Revelation 8, 7. 
The first angel blew his trumpet, and there came hail and fire mixed with blood, and they were hurled to the earth. And a third of the earth was burned up, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all of the green grass was burned up. As for the cowardly, the faithless, the polluted, the murderers, the fornicators, the sorcerers, adulterers, and all of the liars, their place will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Like, that's the Bible. (laughs) Yeah. What angel is raining hail and blood and fire? Literally come down hurling, hurling to the earth. And you're Mm -hmm. telling me that? is someone in a robe with a halo and like nice glowing i don't want to get into it i just (laughs) yeah i have lots of thoughts now as an adult Mm -hmm. and the way the church portrays things to make it palatable is very frustrating and then when they turn around and do not do the things that they are told to do anyway is very frustrating <laughs> like don't sit here and mm-hmm. okay not everybody not all of them okay <laughs> here okay here's what we were talking about the bible verses i'll go ahead and rail you back in about being afraid of angels three times in the book of luke in the bible mm-hmm Lo, lo, and behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and they were afraid. That is Luke 2, 9. Yes. An angel of the Lord appeared to them on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zachariah saw him, he was terrified and overcome with fear. That's Luke 1, 11. Mm-hmm. Just then, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of God shone around them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said, fear not, fear not, be not afraid. Luke 2, 9 constantly when an angel shows up everyone's like no like yes if someone descends from the sky that's a little jarring Mm -hmm. like so i suppose you'd be scared of that but like to say like you're terrified afraid fleeing hiding i don't know that seems a little overreacting for someone who's just floating in the maybe i don't know if i ever saw someone float in the air i'll tell you how i react but yeah i this whole show just you have to watch it. It's very smartly written. I know. I feel I feel bad like I'm going to hurt people's feelings with my take on this show. But just know, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's kind of messed up. I will say that the last episode of the show, how they end it, again, with the cold chills, it made me feel so icky. Yeah. And we can go with the very obvious description that leads you to believe that uh jesus may have been a vampire or angels are vampires <laughs> right um communion if you've ever taken communion it seems silly it really seems like it but, but just read it you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood like how much more you can't get more literal than that <laughs> edward here angel edward that was the one thing like it dawned on me i was like oh my god it is because they're going about christianity per usual like as you always see and when they start spelling it out but then just saying the things you always hear aka eat of my flesh and drink of my blood you're suddenly like what the heck is right in front of your face the whole time (laughs) you don't think about it until you're made to think about it yeah the last scene of the show oh i don't know they sing because brick i was telling our sister brianna about this and i'm like the song they sing at the very end of the show she's like don't say it's nearer god to thee 
it's near God to thee. That is, she guessed it immediately. Oh, all, she's never seen this show. She doesn't know squat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, the song they play at the end really got me. And she's like, don't tell me it's this one. It's that one. If you don't know what near God is, to thee is, if you've ever seen Titanic, yes, you do. The quartet is playing it as the boat is sinking. Yep. So they sing that as, as a, you know, church. Mm-hmm. I don't have to tell you anything else except for those of you that are musically inclined. They don't resolve. They sing the second to last note and they never resolve the song. And that like stuck with me more than almost anything else in that show. It (laughs) makes me like, do you see it from here? Oh my gosh. It was so good. If I had to pick from the three shows, honestly, Midnight Mass is like a sleeper out there just yeah if you haven't seen midnight mass if you want to question everything Mm -hmm. uh if you want to get not even mad i don't know just watch it really deep deep (laughs) thinking i i don't know what to say so good if anybody who grew up in the church if you are still like in religion like if you're religious if you're still practicing i don't know i just want people to watch it and i want to know you're gonna say for those of you that are still practicing Mm -hmm. that it's silly that it's obviously ridiculous blah 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 is Is it it? is Is it it? thank you (laughs) like we said it in unison for a reason is it really it that is verbatim i mean that's not interpreting it it at all there's no interpretation we are doing i guess it is interpreting but it's taking it at face value instead of trying to give it a deeper meaning (laughs) well then you get the fun well that's not what they meant whatever we're hmm, interesting Mm. so you're saying we're bending it to what we want to make it (laughs) anyway anyway i'm not trying to be a poop there i'm saying that's legitimate like you're gonna say gosh guys just watch the show it makes you question everything The last, oh gosh. Yeah, we're going to have to move off (laughs) this. We have to go. (laughs) The last thing we wanted to cover, I think we'll try to cover as quick as we can. It's mostly for Kelsey because I'm sadistic. I know darn well (laughs) what you're going to say. Because it did not affect me in the same way. (laughs) And I know we brought this up in the podcast at some point. but Most likely, yeah. There's one teensy weensy animated movie that just absolutely wrecked Kelsey as a child. And I'm not sure we're not sure why it just did and we knew from the very beginning that i was a glutton for punishment because it wrecked me as a child but i asked to watch it all the time (laughs) all the time like i don't know why it was my favorite movie and they said and my sister recalled like i would cry every time just like crying (laughs) sobbing little ball kelsey and i'm like let's watch it again stop and what is that movie kelsey (laughs) i'm gonna say it properly thank you because i know what you want me to say and i'm not gonna say it don't regress no no (laughs) it's it is a weird it's not dawn it might be dawn bluth actually no i know here we go looking it up well, I have it pulled up anyway for the description. This so. is an animated movie, probably from 1987. I don't know. I'm guessing. Am I close? Uh, it is Don Bluth. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for knowing that. No, it did not. That's when it came out for streaming. Okay. It says 2002. Absolutely no, not. 1994. October 7th, 1994. Happy birthday, almost. <laughs> Happy almost. early birthday, Kelsey. Cry and cry and cry. <laughs> Do you know how much you made in the box? Go ahead and tell us the movie, God. Hold the on. movie is called A Troll in Central Park. Shut up. She's laughing already. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's- so how much did it, did it say how much it cost to make the film? Um... 
No, I don't have that off the top right here. Well, you were saying how much did it make at box office? I want to guess. Is it is it as sad as little Kelsey was? It's pretty sad. Is it five digits? Yes. <laughs> is it? I wanted to get. I wanted to guess like thirty five thousand for no reason. Oh no, it's a little bit more than that. Sixty seven thousand. A little more than that is seventy one thousand three hundred sixty eight dollars in the box office. That is yay awful. That is, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I will know because I didn't watch it in, in theaters. But if I had, I would have contributed about twenty thousand of that. Oh my god! From all the times I wanted to watch that stupid movie. Yeah, it doesn't give. Uh, how much it cost to make it uh it was a box office bomb is what it says whoopsie daisy well it really hurt me so it, it touched some lives here's the description of it after being banished from his grim kingdom stanley an amiable troll with a magical talent for growing greenery ends up in central park Struggling to adapt to his unfamiliar surroundings, Stanley is befriended by young Gus and his little sister, Rosie. God. (laughs) Soon, however, the evil troll queen, Gnora, sets out to make Stanley's life miserable, endangering both him and the children. Kelsey, you're like, I see you just miles away. (laughs) I I really am. I'm recalling. So I watched it in my adult life like within the last five years i have watched it because i needed to know and it's still horrible like (laughs) admittedly i cried when i watched it as an adult but i explained to megan it's not because i find it sad now it's because i cried thinking about stupid little kelsey crying i was like i felt really bad for baby me like being really sad about this movie well it's funny like the way it's explained there is fine but it's just funny because like he's a troll and trolls are supposed to be ugly and mean and bad and what that's what trolls are in this universe yeah but he happens to be able to grow things he's very nice and stupid and <laughs> he's he, not stupid and he's he grows things ignorant. he has a green thumb he literally has a green thumb and whatever his thumb touches he can grow things and ganorga is like well we can't have that so we're gonna send him where nothing grows so they send him to new york city (laughs) (laughs) it's literally a line like that we're gonna send him where he can't grow anything and he goes to new york but it's silly because he's in central park so like duh he can still grow things of course course. but he just ends up in the sewers of central park oh god (laughs) sorry i can't reel it in i don't i can't tell you what messed me up about it i think it was more the dynamic with the kids so there's Gus and Rosie. Rosie is probably God darn it. <laughs> I can't You are not cheering up, are no, you? No, I'm not. Leave me alone. <laughs> okay. Not yet. No well, like if I say she's in overalls, yeah, I'm gonna cheer up. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Rosie I'm, is like a blonde haired, blue yes. eyed cherub. Ha-ha, I'm mostly cherub. crying because I'm a- laughing angel. right now. I'm like holding back how stupid this is. <laughs> She's a little cherub, one-faced angel. <laughs> yeah. And Gus is kind of like a freckly, spiky-haired poop of a five-year-old. Uh-huh. Like, he's probably four or five, and she's probably two. Like, she's not really... She's talking, but just... She can say her name, his name, and mm-hmm. and troll. So... <laughs> <laughs> um something i don't even know they're basically just sort of 
not abandoned. What is the word I'm looking at? Neglected. They're neglected. The parents are both working parents and they're just, they just leave them to their own devices all the time. So they just don't really know how to function. Uh And they go off with like a little paper boat or something in, in Central Park. They live right next to Central Park because they have working parents and whatever. Uh And they just, yeah, the, the little boat takes them down into the sewers where they find Stanley and yeah, Ganora tries to whatever make it miserable for them thwart their lives right but it's just these two kids that are left to kind of like make their own fun but it's a four-year-old boy that doesn't want to entertain his two-year-old sister Uh you know so there's like a lot of i don't hatred's a strong word but he like is really annoyed with her all the time and like when she is put in harm's way when she is put into danger suddenly he's like oh my little sister and he turns into like big brother mode Uh uh-huh but it's very frustrating that like i don't know if seeing her be in any kind of danger is what made me sad as a child but it was like she was ignored and like physically pushed away he's like leave me alone ugly not really but he like push her down i don't want to play with you Uh uh-huh and well then jokes on you poop hole because she gets caught up in ganorga's scheme and he has to save him i don't know it's just a mess oh god so i don't i don't know what part of it made me sad as a child but i know my family members that are listening (laughs) are knowing i'm leaving out one very important part of this story which is me asking for this movie (laughs) see i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it to myself oh god (laughs) for those of you that don't know if i haven't already mentioned it in the podcast i was blessed to have of all of all four siblings i was the only one that i i think that was blessed to have a speech impediment (laughs) so and look how i turned out now i want to talk all the time in a podcast yay (laughs) i couldn't say my r's I think I do okay now. <laughs> I suddenly said the letter R and I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. My R's sounded like W's. And my parents joking, well, like they say almost not jokingly, talked about not putting me in speech therapy because they just thought it was so cute <laughs> that I couldn't say my R's and they sounded like W's. And so I was you want yeah it was kelsey woof ingwam like people liked that my parents always very cute it would it would have ruined me oh my god uh it took me a long time to graduate from speech therapy i don't know i don't think i actually i'm convinced i never really graduated oh like i god. went through the class it was fifth grade like i had gone all elementary school still not great and she's like you're about to leave uh here's a certificate good job and then like i just went about my way because everyone else graduated before me anyway Uh. so the best part about all of this is teary-eyed kelsey just like (laughs) and i was wrong kelsey and i i want i want to watch the twill movie like i just said the twill movie (laughs) so oh my my gosh and what brianna's favorite i was like poor stanley (laughs) like (laughs) poor stanley lord oh man and they said it was really cute and they don't know why i asked to watch it all the time they said i would ask to watch the twill movie cry about poor stanley and then uh and they're just like you would sit there and cry and then want to watch it again and they don't and that's when we knew from a very early age that i had a lot of self-hatred issues 
my god i'm teary-eyed uh, again we, and now it's because i'm crying oh, about stanley we laugh at our misfortune i know i joke i probably shouldn't joke I, you know there yeah, was have a, fun with it there was, <laughs> There was a lot going on in my little life, okay? You have no idea. Jesus. You know what adds insult to injury? One of my favorite, my favorite cartoons growing up was Scooby-Doo. And what does that dumb dumb say? Everything has R. He said, like, Ruby Roo and, like, Raggy. And, uh, and I picked the one character that every word is in R. So I'm like, Ruby Woo, Raggy. <laughs> Oh, I'm certain of it. Oh, oh my Christ. I have tucked away so many things. This isn't therapy. How did I get here? Where are we? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. was miles God. away. Uh, so, yeah, we'll end on a more I'm like... sorry to make you talk about <laughs> It's really not that it's bad. therapeutic. It, it is. I feel like a weight lifted <laughs> off my shoulders. Oh, goodness. No, it's, it's fine to talk about now. It's funny. <laughs> I don't know why it, mess- it moved me so much as a child because... I, I think just these kids in peril. I don't, I can't describe to you what it is, but I remember specifically it's when Rosie is crying and lost and whatever that I'm just like a wreck. Oh, Lord. And apparently Stanley, Ooh. because I couldn't say poor Rosie because there's too many R's. So I said poor Stanley. <laughs> so Goodness sakes. Uh, I think we've bantered man uh, it's quite it's a, a pretty bit nor- it's a pretty normal time we could go on and oh, on i had, other, no I had other things we didn't even touch video games we didn't touch books we did that's how we got I guess here flowers that's right oh god god because we were going to talk about harry potter uh-huh yeah oh uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> was- other here's our honorable mentions that oh, yeah. we didn't get harry to. potter and how the books not matching the movies is horrid y'all who haven't read the books do you know who peeves is do you know what spew is do you know any of these no you don't no. and you no. never will now also we that- don't like jk rowling next mm-hmm. uh there's a book called Petey. Oh my god. That hit different for personal reasons. Petey, there's I think there's another Petey. It's the Petey that's like an orangish brown book that has a wheelchair on the front. That's what the, the one. heck? Yeah, that's what it. the heck? Yeah, check out Petey. Absolutely awful. Uh the last book in the universe. Wow. Hurt. Which was written as if it was like the last book in the universe found, but it's like books don't exist anymore it's why it's basically talking about vr the further we get into the future Mm -hmm. it's like people use probes instead to like go to alternate realities which are basically like what avatars started to turn into and vr and all that Uh uh-huh uh read it as a child don't know why for (laughs) me a book called a mango shaped space i literally put that on my list because i was gonna see see that hits emotionally for other reasons though at the time i had a cat that had just passed away and the book is about a girl who has uh synesthesia that she can she associates colors with sounds mm-hmm. and letters and numbers. Right. If you're unfamiliar, that's an actual. Yeah, well, I had a condition. friend. I had a friend who had it, and she was a music major and conducted oh, one of our wow. pieces. Conducted. Oh my gosh! Conducted Samson and Delilah, and it was the most like surreal. 
I don't know how to explain it, man. Like they can see colors associated with sounds. And when I tell you it sounds so cheesy, but when I tell you it looked like she was painting when she was conducting for us, it like gives me chills still to think about it. Wow. It was, I yeah. Didn't, huh. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Because you can, you know what conducting looks like. And like yeah. when the big hit happened, she was literally like doing one of these uh-huh. and it was so, Mm, mm. it's very wow. nice yeah but yeah this girl she's got synesthesia and she has a cat that she names mango and not because because he wasn't even an orange cat i can't remember what color he was yeah but she had this cat and she named him mango and everyone thought she named it that because of his orange eyes but she actually named him that because every time he meowed there are these little mango puffs that would come out mm-hmm. of his mouth yeah so she knew from a very young age this was going on but didn't realize it was Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that that book, I had a cat at the time that had passed away. So that so book use your context I, clues and mango shape space. Absolutely sobbed, sobbed, sobbed reading that book. It was awful. For me, uh, one of the biggest forms of media honorable mention is something I am replaying for I at least the 10th time. I don't know, is the Kingdom Hearts games. Oh, mm-hmm. And it's silly because people get attached to book characters and things like that. Not I just can't. I don't have retention skill. I don't have very good retention skills. I was never a very avid reader and I'm still not. I'm trying, but it's just hard for me to soak in what I am actually reading. It's very frustrating. I think that's why I like podcasts a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Kingdom Hearts was the first game that like how people get super attached to book characters. I got super attached to these game characters. When I finished the game, I cried <laughs> and thank God they gave us 20 others. I'm not joking. If you count every version, there's 20 Kingdom Hearts games. Good. And Lord. there's another one coming out. So there, there is, it's not in short order. It's fine. Yeah. But like Kingdom Hearts was very, I mean, I have it tattooed on my leg for God's sake. Like yeah. it was very, you know, it meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. So now, there's one game I said I kept hyping it up oh, yeah. all day I wanted to tell you about. And this one, my God, I don't know. None of you probably know what this If anybody listening knows what this game is, I will be extremely impressed. Okay. Um, you said it was a PC game. Yes. And it just... I don't know where it came from, but I thought about it the other day and said, oh, my God. You woke up in, a, like, a sweat. I did. Um, do you remember... <laughs> the captain crunch crunchling adventure oh game oh my god did your brain just explode <laughs> that stupid the problem is back to let's bring it full circle Look at back the to the video the, of it the crunchlings stop do you, you raise the little crunchlings let's see do you remember the crunchlings oh my god I told oh. I told you I woke up in a sweat and I was like crunchlings. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what happened. <laughs> she just really wanted Captain Crunch at the time. John bought Captain Crunch and brought it home, and I was like, "Oh my god, do you remember that game?" And the, yeah, yeah. To bring it full circle, to hopefully try to wrap this episode Whew. up, is our home computer that all six of us had the one computer we it was a pc game you know you got it like in your box of captain crunch uh-huh. and captain crunch yeah and like a gun captain oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> sorry, my god. <laughs> i'm sorry i have a lot of thoughts in my head right now <sighs> um the computer the i mean internet speeds back then were not what they are today and no. like trying to play the skateboarding game in that thing amongst like trying to play anything in that game trying to play the game was so just 
Like yeah. everything was just like. <laughs> e- 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 e. It yes. wasn't even pixelated. They just moved like giant pixels. It was so slow. It's like stop motion, essentially, but bad stop motion. My God, yeah, I wanted to say I was like watching stop motion in real time. I did. I've just been wanting to tell you about that game all day because it did. It, <laughs> you were getting the shakes. You're like, I gotta tell her. When I saw a picture of her, I was like, Oh man, <laughs> just came Ugh. flooding back. Oh wow. This was what a journey. How fun. I'm really glad we got this out of our system. Yeah. Well, I it all started because of that dang book, Flowers in the Attic. I'm like, man, these just some things stick with you. And listen, we could cover I could cover so many movie so many kids' movies that wrecked me as a child or like <laughs> left an impact on me as a child. That weird like Ronald McDonald, like camping. Haunt, camping, haunted maze. I've met one other person who's seen it. Mm-hmm. I worked with her. That was a weird she one. She brought it up and I said, Are you kidding? That's like, how I learned how to get out of dark mazes. I'm not she, joking. <laughs> yeah, she started singing the setup camp and I said, <gasps> Stop. <laughs> I did. I looked at her. I said, What did you just say? Oh my gosh. I, wow. We, yep. I don't want to look that up because it's going to mess me up. Time to set up camp. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, but movies, I could talk about games. TV shows. I would talk about, God, this is why we have the tangent episodes, man. If you ever want to talk about horror movies, especially, and like horror books, I could talk about oh, yeah. at length. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's what we can justify fitting into this episode for <laughs> you. I don't know how long you guys want to sit here and listen to us babble. Oh, yeah. So. But tell if you've got any books, movies, TV shows, games that you play that just these weird little nuggets that you remember weird, just like never unlocked left you. memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hit us up with those. And or- sorry if we talk about <laughs> stuff that you wanted to see, read, play. I was just thinking of the roller coaster of emotions we went through. Flowers in the Attic, we talked about Don't Breathe. We talked about, <sighs> yeah, Midnight Mass. What, like, repo see yeah repo the light-hearted one did i not say it was light-hearted dang it we did we went through a lot but again sorry if there were spoilers in there but yeah let us know we could have talked about spice world Hmm. oh my god (laughs) i guess you guys could pause the episode go watch or listen whatever play what we're talking we talked about and then come back and good luck keeping up i don't know what to tell you uh yeah if you've seen or watched or read or played any of the things we talked about tell just, us yeah anything that stuck with you let us know tell us what you think about it and how much it scarred you did you play the crunchling game are you one of <laughs> were you one of the lucky few that got to, to play that crazy also, game? that pizza hut demo disc we had for playstation yeah abe's, abe's exodus? exodus thank you and uh <laughs> ape escape I don't really remember that With one. With the red lights on their head. and you ha- Oh, yep. yes. Yeah. It's all a fever dream, really. My God. See, we could keep going, but we got to. <laughs> I've got to stop. We should probably stop now. So stop where we're ahead. Hopefully you like these tangent episodes because obviously we need them. Just really glad to get it off my chest. <laughs> but next week we'll be giving you somewhere uh, that we've actually been. Somewhere yeah. we've investigated. So We'll be back to that spooky stuff next week. So tune in then. (laughs) We'll see you on a more structured time. All right. Peace out. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. 
visit our website at orsothesaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all at orsothesaypod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash orsothesaypod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find or so they say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We and the algorithms will thank you for it. See See you you next week. week.